1: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: and welcome to this gorgeous weekend here along the great gulf coast hour number two lots of fishing information to tell you about by the way have you happened to see the latest uh, season 10 bayou wild tv episode called island adventure to remember if you haven't, you want to, and we're going to tell you why. Because right now we're joined by Robbie Bowers of Bayou Outdoors. He's up in Toledo Bend, getting ready to probably catch some of those big bass we were just talking about. Good morning, Robbie. Thanks for joining us.
3: Hey, Mister Don, how you doing today?
2: Great. I'm glad you could make it with us. Uh, let me tell the audience Robbie is one of the guys that made that that hunting feature for a young Ian, seven years old, to get his first deer possible through his organization, Bayou, Wild, Bayou Outdoors. Tell us about your organization, Robbie.
3: Yes, sir, Mr. Don. Uh, we basically take six special needs and underprivileged kids on fishing and hunting trips uh, all over. Primarily, we try to focus on the kids in South Louisiana, uh, and it's at no cost to the families, Uh we're a 501 C three nonprofit. And, uh, we're always looking for donations and charter boat captains that would like to take, you know, a kid and, uh, also landowners, you know, or ranches that would like to do the same thing on the hunting side. And, uh, it's just a privilege and an honor to get to do what we do. And, uh, like I said, one of the biggest compliments we get from uh, a parent is I haven't seen my child that excited in so long. And, uh, it's a blessing that we get to do it. And, uh, it's a lot of fun as well.
2: Well, I felt very privileged to tag along and, and, and put that show on for Bayou Wild TV. It's very heartwarming and inspirational for people to see seven-year-old Ian Scott. What does that mean to Ian and his family?
3: Well, you know, we kind of discussed it, you know, um, some people put limitations on special needs kids and, uh, I feel it just, Proves to them that they're normal just like any other kid and uh we don't you know we don't try to make kids do things that they're not a- physically able to do and uh but you know with with great people like you and the ranch owners and the charter boat captains you know we we find a way to get it done
2: yeah the Grady uh Galliano and the folks the Blakes uh Blake uh, over at uh the Island Hunting Club and the Salmons really Uh, laid out the red carpet, and everything came together, as it usually does. Like I always say, when we do these special features like this, uh, somebody's always looking down and smiling us and helping get it done. Robbie, if somebody wants to contribute, they want to volunteer, or maybe they've got a child that they would like to take hunting and fishing and work with you guys, how do they get in touch with you? I understand you're going to have a booth at the Louisiana Sportsman Show coming up, but if they can't make it to meet you there, how would they get in touch with you?
3: Uh, they can look up Buy You Outdoors on Facebook and send me a message or they can reach out to me at on my cell at 985-498-6770. That's
2: 985-498-6770 and if someone is driving and can't get those numbers down, uh, feel free to text me on our text line and I'll pass it along. Well, Robbie, what you got going on up there in Toledo, Ben? Have you got a special trip, or is this a Robbie Bowers trip?
3: This is a Robbie Bowers trip. <laughs> I get about maybe one or two a year if my wife <laughs> lets me. and uh, But the rest of the time, we're just, you know, doing trips with kids. But uh, this is, a, I guess, a buddy trip. And, uh, we, of course, we got some board members up here as well. And uh, it was a little rough yesterday. The wind was blowing pretty good up here. And uh, we're hoping today will be a little bit nicer day for us.
2: Well, good luck and send me some pictures, Robbie. We really appreciate it. And uh, let us know when we might be able to get together with you guys again. We really enjoyed it.
3: All right, Mr. Don, thank you. And uh, tell Miss Martha I said hello.
2: I will do that for you. Robbie Bowers of Bayou Outdoors, Uh, episode 10, uh, season 10, episode number 147. Check it out. Go to bayouwildtv.com. And you can find a station in your area that airs it, or you can watch it right there on our YouTube channel. All right, we're coming back with Captain Mike Gallo. It's the Born on the Bayou Fishing Report next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
1: Download the Instacart app to get free
2: delivery on your first three
4: orders while supplies last.
1: Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms
2: apply. And the Born in the Body report with our friend Captain Mike Gallo is a presentation of Sito. And for one hundred ninety nine dollars a year, that will get you a membership that guarantees you twenty four seven tow ins, jump starts for electrical problems, bring you fuel if you need whatever it takes to get you back safe to the dock. Sito is like having a triple A policy but on the water. It's really peace of mind, and it's one phone call away. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or click seatoe.com and get signed up. Captain Mike joins us now. And, Mike, uh, I never thought it would come to this, but the most uh, important question I've been asked to ask you is bass fishing report. (laughs) Who would have ever thought you'd become a prime bass fishing reporter?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Don, I did slip out. Earlier in the week, before the winds went crazy, and I was targeting speckled trout, we did catch a bass over in the Bayou Platte area. Uh, In the main bayou there, we were fishing popping corks about 18 inches under a cork with a matrix ultraviolet color and throwing right up close to the submerged grass. You could see that submerged grass down under the water, and we'd try to get that cork within about 12 inches of the edge of that grass, and we'd pop the cork, and we caught some undersized speckled trout. We caught one redfish that was about 17 inches, and we caught a bass. Uh, Then we moved. You know, we we were looking for some keeper speckled trout. The good news is our water temperatures – hovering around 70 I fished five different areas and caught fish in three of those areas Um, where I found the the best bite on speckled trout was where two bayous came together and there's pretty good amount of current and one bayou wasn't far from Lake Bourne and the water was kind of dirty in Lake Bourne so there was a a rip kind of like you would see offshore where dirty water and clean water were flowing into these two different bayous. Um, and, they, you know, they intersected with the last bayou. And right along in that rip, we were in about 11 to 15 feet of water. And in about an hour and a half, we caught a dozen speckled trout, most of them 12 to 13 in inches in length, and one of them was 17 inches in length. Mm-hmm.
2: Mike, that 12- to 19-inch speckled trout slot limit with one over the slot, uh, being able to keep up to 15, would that have uh, flown with your customers, you think? Would that have made them happy?
5: Um, I've been surveying my customers all last year when it seemed like we had settled on the 13-and-a-half minimum length and 15 fish and all of them seem to be good with that. Now, there's quite a bit of conversation about the biology of the speckled trout and why that would help our stocks replenish themselves. I, um, I don't know. I hadn't had a lot of time to really think about would they be willing to keep just one over 19 Every once in a while in Lake Pontchartrain In the spring You do catch some some good sized ones And you know I'm thinking of a trip in, in early April Last year Where we did catch a couple of fish That were over that 19 inch slot And let's say you catch one that's 22 And boy he's a beautiful fish And you put him in the ice chest And 20 minutes later you catch one that's 24 And You've already killed the one that's in your ice chest So the right thing to do is to throw the 24-inch one back. Correct. Um, you know, I wonder how many people may put the 24 in the ice <laughs> chest. And Swap them I understand, the 22. I understand.
2: Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's going to be catches to all of it. Uh, something else I wanted to ask you, and this this came up on our freshwater trip this week and it brought back some of the words of uh, Dudley Vandenberg that he once told me, and he always said he has a theory, never leave fish to find fish. What is your theory on that? Because it happened to us and it kind of backfired.
5: Yeah, we, our first stop uh, earlier in the week was in Lake Catherine. We fished on the south shore of Lake Catherine. And you and I and Dudley have fished there one time many years ago. But anyway, we drifted through there. We caught five fish and four of them ended up being keepers. And we left and moved to quite a few different areas. Like I said, we fished five different areas, and we were fishing with the trolling motor where you could ease along and, you know, cover a greater amount of water. This time of year, the fish were generally scattered. And at the end of the day, you come back with 18 to 20 fish, and you think if we had just stayed in Lake Catherine and made six drifts, putting four fish in the box per drift, we may have had the same thing and not run all over the place. So it's always, for me, it's always let's continue to try to look for the bigger, better bite, where in reality you may have found what you're going to find and just kind of grind it out. Um, I prefer to move because if I had another trip, then I'd have three different spots that I could go. And, of course, the wind might dictate that you can't fish fish on the south shore of Lake Catherine, which may be the case today with a north wind. The south shore may be rough, and it may be getting dirty as we speak. Mm -hmm. So um, I like to move around and, you know, sort of eliminate spots that way.
2: Got it. Mike, uh, last night, uh, a friend of ours, good fishing buddy, uh, Sam Barbera, was uh, inducted posthumously into the CCA Hall of Fame. Uh, you have a benefit fishing trip that is coming up on April seventeenth, and you're taking bids on it. How's the bidding going on it right now?
5: Well, last week after we spoke on the radio, uh, a local gentleman upped the bid to thirteen fifty. So our bid is now standing at thirteen fifty, and I'm starting to consider a second boat and see if we can double up. I'm going to. I'm going to contact the gentleman that had the last bid at 1300 and see if he would still be willing to go at that rate. Uh, we're going to make the cutoff April the 8th, and uh, that way we'll be able to announce it on your show, who the winner is going to be, and go forward from there. But I am, since it seems to be, uh, you know, the possibility we can make a really nice donation to mission 22, I'm starting to consider the option of a second boat.
2: I think, I that, would reach make, out. I yeah, think that would I'm make reach Sam even happier.
5: Right. I'm going to reach out to several of the captains that work for me, and, and we'll see if one wants to do that, and we'll go from there.
2: And they can uh, see the, all the information, the details on the trip and how to bid at your website, aaofla.com, correct?
5: That's right. You can go to aaofla.com. And click on Mission Twenty Two, and it'll explain uh, what we're doing in honor of Sam Barbera and Mission Twenty Two. Uh, what their mission is, you can read all about it right there.
2: And that trip will be televised on Bayou Wild TV, so you get to become a rock star if you buy the trip. That's Full right. Our good
5: friends. <laughs> that's right. Our good friends at Bayou Wild will film it. Hopefully, we we make have a good showing, and. Um, I hope he gets traction and we can just do it every year.
2: All right. We've got to tell some San Barbera stories, too. That's <laughs> worth of the those. price. That's the worth the price of the trip right there. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Plenty of those. those.
2: Mike, have a good weekend, my friend. We'll see you next time.
5: Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then. All
2: right. Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. All right. Coming back after this, it's the Peddler's Report. No, not that type of peddler. He pedals his kayak. It's a hobie. He's going to tell you where it's been lately and where you might want to take yours on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: And our Paddler's Report with Captain Eric Mohabarak is brought to you by Massey's, where it's one of those big demo days today. Tell us about the demo day, Captain Eric.
6: Hey, Don. How you doing, man? Good morning. Um, Yeah, we got a demo day going on over at the Deutsches House. That's 1700 Moss Street. It's absolutely free. Uh, Come out and try your kayaks out. They're going to have all the Hobies out there, of course. They're going to have some Jacksons and some Natives and some other brands. And uh, I'm sure if uh, they had any special requests, they'll be bringing those boats out also. Uh, but it, it's a good sunny day. There are uh, also going to be uh, a representative, I believe it's from the Wildlife Fisheries of City Park. I mean, they may have both out there signing up for the uh, Big Bass uh, Rodeo and boats on the Bayou. And we uh, were requested to do a little, uh, a little, uh, a little. I guess it's a, a little seminar on how to how to work bait casters. And uh, we're going to teach people how to adjust their bait caster and how to cast them and set the drags and all of that. So it's a good, good thing, you know. And that's something you can always do is uh, get in touch with with us, and uh, we're we're glad to help you out. You know, we're going to have the Hobie team members out there, and John Ford from uh from the uh, Massey's location in Mid City. He's an avid fisherman also, and uh you know we'll also give some good fishing knowledge along with that. And uh you know sometimes we overlook things like that. It's as easy as throwing a rod and reel, but you know you need a little help. Don't ever be scared to ask for it. We're we're always glad there there to help you.
2: Yeah, those uh, bass casting fishing reels can be a little difficult to, to get in the right balance depending on the line you're using, the bait you're casting, uh, the speed and the line weight and all of that, and there's different pins you got to pull in and push out. It can be a little bit confusing, so it's really good you all decided to help people adjust it. So I suggest they bring their bait casting reel out there with them. That's at the Dutch's house on Moss Street right there at the edge of uh, Bayou St. John. Uh, they're also on the Sportsman Show. Massey's is going to be there with a the booth. Are you going to be over at the Sportsman Show?
6: Yeah, I'm going to be there one day or maybe two, maybe the whole time. <laughs> you know, I get Sometimes I get in a role and get, get in there all the time. But, yeah, I plan on being there. Chris Holmes is going to be there, Steve Neese, a few other team members. Um, you are going to be there the whole time. I believe Devin Belt will be there, uh, Terry Pham, um, and then John will be there also. A world of knowledge sitting in that, in that booth right there. I can't ask for more. Um, it should be a good show. We usually put on a big, big thing up there. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do any raffles this year. I haven't checked on that, um, mm-hmm. but I will. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always good to check out the new products coming out also.
2: Now, this week you are a little bit out of your element, so to speak. you up <laughs> in north Louisiana chasing those green trout. Uh, Massey's had a little tournament with you guys. You pros in it. How did that go?
6: Well, it's a it's a tournament that's open uh to uh the the Bayou Coast uh Kayak Club and it's a year-long tournament photo catch release and it's a uh you know, you have different divisions, uh, redfish, speckled trout, flounder, and bass. Uh, they have a fly fishing division. They have a group category and then a singular fish category. Uh, it, it didn't go too good for me this year. <laughs> my, my, my good friend, Chris Holmes, caught a fish of a lifetime. I, I thought I caught the fish of a lifetime, which was a nine eight that held up uh, 422 days. And uh, Chris uh, ended up beating me. with two days left, we were together, and uh, he caught a 10.8. It was absolutely... a Gorgeous fish. We're up in western Louisiana, and uh, it, it, it's phenomenal lake up there. You've, you've you've been around that lake before, I'm sure. A little Cane Lake, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's just some beautiful fish. Caught it on a big swim bait. One of them jackal. Uh, I believe it's the one that they call the carp. Kind of a gold color. It's about mm-hmm. six inches long, uh, but but phenomenal fishing. The 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 bass fishing is crazy. I'm not a bass fisherman, but you know I try my best. And uh, it, it's uh, it's a fun time. We go up there. We spend some time and put in some, some hours on the water. And, uh, it, you know, I, I highly suggest getting a state park right there. It's on the water. You can launch a boat right out the back door. It's, it's just it, – and it, it's beautiful. Even if you're not fishing a tournament, it's just good. You take the kids up there, perch jerk, and run some noodles and uh, catch some catfish, too.
2: Well, there's no shame in being bested by Chris Holmes. He's one of the best out there. And let me tell you, your 9'8 is very respectable, and I would say that makes you a bass fisherman if you weren't one before. (laughs) I tell you, Caney Lake is a great place. I was up there in the early days when it was in its real heyday. They made a real serious mistake in putting in some grass carp to kind of cut down on the vegetation, and they ate all the grass out of it. They lost their habitat. They were putting tires on the sides. But from what I'm hearing now, that lake has really bounced back now.
6: Yeah, it's it's really come back. You'd be surprised at a fish. I mean, uh, I I ran back up there Tuesday, which was foolish, trying to beat myself, I guess. Uh, and I ended up, you know, catching, you know, five, six fish that were in the five-pound class. And uh, I just didn't have the right one bite. this bigger fish up there for sure, man. Uh, you know, uh, but what a good time. You know, uh, you can't ask for better fish in, in this time of year. You know, like uh, Jeff Brull said, you know, they're coming up, you know, with this moon phase and stuff. They're coming up on, in the shallows. And exactly what he said was uh, from two to six foot of water is where we caught those fish at right there, you know, uh, this week. And, uh, you know, two to six foot is the key.
2: Candy Lake, great place. All right, uh, before you go, anything you want to say?
6: Yeah, um, you know, I wanted to give a shout-out to Mr. Manor. He, he seen me yesterday, and he wanted me to tell you hello, Don. He's out there on the road traveling to do his umpiring. Uh, he's a track and field umpire. He listens to the show all the time. And uh, also, fishing's been good down on Highway 23. It's kind of fallen into the spring pattern, still up and down a little bit, but uh, it's doing pretty decently. You know, you are getting mixed bags, uh, sheephead, redfish, uh, uh, uh trout and uh it's it just you know a matter of time before it settles down you know you got to fish in between this wind, and uh it'll it'll be great uh it should be a good fishing season all around especially since the winter wasn't that cold
2: agreed all right before you go uh there's a rumor i want you to confirm and deny that you will be making an appearance at the Terrytown food trucks concert tonight <laughs>
6: You know I got Fat Boy problems there, Darren. I'm gonna be up over there. Well, I'll, you be know, lo- I'll be looking for
2: truck? you. I'll be
6: looking okay, for you tonight. you'll be over there. I'll be there
2: yeah, tonight. Right. I'll be looking for you. We'll enjoy right. a Fat I'll, Boy I'll... meal together. How about that?
6: Hey, that sounds <laughs> great, Don. I'm definitely gonna make it, man. I'm for sure, sure you
2: got some recommendations for me. We'll see you then. Take care. Captain Merrick Mohabirak, over there on the. Uh, West Bank uh, went up to Lake Caney and caught some nice bass. All right, coming back after this, ooh, we have a, one of our wildlife enforcement agents who presented a very prestigious award, and uh, he's also the star of the Bad Boys of the Outdoors. No, not the perpetrator. He was the enforcer. Story next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. At this week's Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission, one of the items on the agenda was the presentation of the Louisiana Charter Boat Association-sponsored Tofield Bourgeois Memorial Award. A lot of you remember Tofield. He was a mainstay on this program for over two decades. Uh, they have been giving an award. This is the second annual, and it's given to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agent they feel most deserving. Their choice this year was Corporal Blaine Wagner, who has been instrumental in solving and citing some cases of illegal fishing charters. And the LCBA also makes a $1,000 contribution to the charity of their choice. This time it was a contribution to the... uh, Uh, family violence organization in St. Bernard. So congratulations to Corporal Blaine Wagner. And he is featured in our bad boy story, which you will hear right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. The aforementioned Corporal Blaine Wagner, along with Agent Sergeant Jason Granados, Corporal Gary Pierce, and Sergeant Kyle Wagner, were on patrol in Bayou Terrebonne in St. Bernard, Paris, when Randall Shaw was seen operating an unregistered vessel approaching a local marina. The agent stopped Shaw and inquired about the unregistered vessel, and during the inspection, Shaw was found to be on an active charter trip with paying customers, but was not in possession of a state charter guide license. In fact, the records show... That Shaw has not possessed a state charter guide license or the required insurance to operate a charter guide service since 2018, nearly five years ago. They cited Shaw for allegedly failing to abide by charter guide rules and regulations and not having boat numbers or an active decal on his vessel, for which... If convicted, facing fines of up to $2,950 plus 120 days in jail, is 37-year-old Randall Shaw of Harahan, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Tell you, these agents are doing some good work in busting these uh, bogus charter guides lately. And this one, because he failed to register his boat, probably wouldn't have been caught, at least not... Until later. All right, we come back after this. Uh, i got a fishing report from my friend the Plastic Man. You know him as Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. He's next right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And we talk to the Plastic Man each and every week. His name is Captain Ryan Lambert. That's his real name. He runs Cajun Fishing Adventures down in Plaquemines Parish. And, Ryan, you going to be chunking some plastic today?
7: Dude, it's been so windy. I used shrimp one day this week.
2: Oh, that's really bad. <laughs> and you I admit mean, it that wind too?
7: Is, yes, indeed. I had. It was Sarah's family was in town, her sister from England and her parents from the Carolinas, and obviously we couldn't fish, fly fish in thirty mile an hour winds. So she said, "Let's just go catch fish." We got some shrimp and we went and we hammered them. <laughs> no wonder they use it. It's easy. <laughs> you just yeah. it down and throw it. <laughs>
2: what did y'all catch?
7: Oh, my gosh. We caught everything from stingrays and hardheads to croakers and speckled trout, black drums, sheephead, redfish up to 42 inches. We just sat there and just hammered them. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's not much to
2: it. Just throw throw us down there and wait. um, I think we're going to start calling Sarah the plastic girl. You know, she she don't like fishing with shrimp either. I know she. Oh, no, doesn't. she no. likes that fly she, rod and all that type of stuff.
7: She's quite the fisherman and hunter. She's an outdoors person. I tell you, she's she's a special little girl.
2: Well, I gave uh, her a new bo- nickname. I call her the Super Sports Chick.
7: <laughs> well, she she earns that. I tell you that absolutely. We, you know, and we got so many of them around. You know, Martha's like that, Lainey and and her and Ashley. Ashley, yeah, yeah, and all of them. I
2: even Janice. Janice is getting to be an outdoors oh, yeah. woman, yeah.
7: Yeah, you 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 ruined her. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the boys will be catching fish. You know, it's, a couple of days we got in the speckled trout good because there's a, just mm-hmm. a plethora of mullets out there. And, and when it's just blowing too hard and it's sucking the water out, like, like yesterday when it turned to the west, I mean, it turned with a vengeance. You know, yesterday was not a good day. Thank God I've been doing a lot of eco-tours. You know, i got to do one today. I'm going to take some Tulane law students out and teach them about restoration. And I had CRCL, the whole board, down yesterday and the day before. So I've been doing a lot of eco-tours. Thank goodness with this winds.
2: Well, it's uh, supposed to die down and and things could improve, you know. But March is like that, you know. They always said March comes in like a lion, you know. And that's talking about the winds. It just comes along with the territory. Well, let me ask you, what do you think about this uh, recommendation that never made it any further than the commission meeting where they were talking about a 12 to 19-inch, keep 1 over 19, total 15 speckled trout? Do you think that would have worked for you and your guides and customers?
7: You talking about this, the, the meeting this week?
2: Yeah, they, they proposed, the biologists proposed a slot limit on speckled trout as an amendment to the 13 and a half and 15 and 15 fish this way he said it would satisfy people who wanted to keep the 12 inch and 15 fish by doing that slot because by limiting the number of over 19 that would make up for what would be taken between 12 inch and 13 and a half if that makes sense
7: yeah you know what it it really doesn't matter to me how or why they do it you know i'm just gonna abide by the law and and the biologists whatever they say and i'm gonna go catch those fish you know after the initial hit that people are going to take about having to change it'll just be commonplace after that you know you know we're gonna make a big deal out of it right now but it'll be just next next year it's just it's like i tell my go- girls when they lost a boyfriend i said baby this is a second in your life nine nine months now you won't even remember his name don't worry about it you know and it's going to be the same when they change the, the limits. You know, we're just going to uh, adhere to it, and it's going to be commonplace, and we're not going to have the world. Yeah, how many least.
2: people do you hear walking around saying, boy, I sure miss the old days when we could keep 50 fish, or I miss the That's old days when zero. we did not have any limits? You don't hear that anymore, you know? Yeah,
7: you know what they say? Oh, my God, 50. Can you imagine? That's just way too many fish. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I remember the last day it was 50 redfish. I took my dad, and we and were sitting at Cupid's Gap, and I had 100 redfish. Game one pulls up, he says, What you got, Ryan? I said, I got the limit. He says, I ain't counting them. Just don't do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and nobody felt any different the next day. We caught 10. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is.
2: Yeah. so it is. The ducks,
7: you ought to see the ducks down right now. Oh, my God. They're just clouds yeah. of ducks. They're so beautiful. They're yeah. all in full plumage. Yeah, it's it's nice. Everything's coming around. Spring's coming. I think you know the blackberries gonna be early this year. The purple martins aren't here yet, and they should have been here three weeks ago. It's a strange year. Yeah,
2: I was gonna ask you about the blackberries. You know, I don't think there's a bigger, sweeter, juicier blackberry than a Plaquemines Parish berry. Must be that small <laughs> you got down there. You know.
7: I tell you you know I, I usually pick about 20 gallons of them at least and uh I'm going to get a new knee on April 3rd so I don't you know normally that's when they come in that week mm. I think it might be a little early this 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 uh year so Well maybe we'll you can be works. a
2: director find some kids and just look there's one there and there's yeah. one there and let them do the picking and fill the bucket mm-hmm. up yeah <laughs> you got to be careful for them snakes, too, by the way. I've been seeing a few. They're on the move with this warm spring oh, yeah. weather, you know.
7: they definitely on the move. I saw a neighbor had a copper head in his yard yesterday. So, yeah, they're on the move. So you just got to be careful all the time, especially when you, when you blackberry You just kind of lay that stuff over with your leg before you walk in there. But I love to do that. I don't know why I, I like blackberry and I like taking the, the, the harvest off the earth like that. I guess it's just. We brought up like that and we did it. It was a special thing to go do it, but I still like doing it.
2: Yeah, I gotta get you into mushrooming, man. We we started doing I would love bad. to
7: do that. Yeah, yeah I'm, always, I'm always scared to pick them and go on a trip where I, I, I don't even need my truck to get home. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you got to have a good book, and they got identification apps and a lot of things. And, and the best thing to do, go with somebody experienced. I only eat the ones I know about, and uh, that way you're safe. All right, somebody yeah, wants I to get really a hold of like you it. and have some fun down there, uh, CajunFishingAdventures.com. What's that phone number? Uh, they can call me direct
7: at 504-559-5111. And those eco tours are really good this time of year, too. The bird life is
2: immense. It's just
7: it's pretty because The grass is down right now, and you know, it's a fun thing to do with the family.
2: Yep, and you're very good at identifying them, too. Of course, you got a lot of bird watches that can are real good at it, too. And, boy, what a, oh, what yeah. a great place to do it. People don't realize how many birds we get down here during the winter. We, we, uh, we have a 184
7: species here. 184 yeah. species in the wintertime. It's wonderful.
2: And now we got 185 because we got Limpkins now. <laughs> That's right. We got them with Dan Luling. All right, buddy. See you next week. All right, Fun to see you. All right, Captain Ryan Lambert. All right, coming up next, uh, Julie Grunwald, one of my favorite people to talk to. She's going to tell us all about the hunting for hogs and how you can uh, help the ecosystem. You can feed the hungry and do it all at no cost to you. She's with Hunters for the Hungry. We're back with Julie right after this time out on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Now, you have probably heard of an organization called Hunters for the Hungry Louisiana. They are a non-profit group that collects donations of cash, wild game, and seafood and distribute it to food banks throughout the state to help the needy. And its director is Julie Grunwall, who joins us now to talk about uh, their adding hogs to their program, feral hogs being a serious problem to the ecosystem here in Louisiana and many other states across the country. Good morning, Julie. Thanks for joining Good us
8: morning. this Good morning. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm doing very good. you and I got to get together and go shoot some of these hogs. And when we get them, what do we do with them?
8: Man, there's a lot of uh, excitement about this program. This is something that we have been trying to do for a long time, and we finally got it going. Uh, You know, there's processors that we have across the state uh, that partner with us currently for deer donations whenever uh, it's deer season and people want to donate deer to us. But now, About half of the deer processors that we have signed up uh, are also accepting hogs. So, um, you know, the best thing to do is check our website where all of our processors are listed and find one that's near you and then, uh, you know, give them a call and see kind of when they'll take them and how they'll take them. Everybody's a little bit different. Uh, Some of the processors will allow you to drop them off whole. Some of them want you to kind of skin them out a little bit and get them ready for processing, kind of help them out with that part of it. But um, there's there's a lot of different ways that you can get involved and you can and take this nuisance animal that everybody in Louisiana, I feel like if you're a landowner, is dealing with and put them to good use. Yeah,
2: they cause, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $26 million of agricultural damage, not to mention what they do to deer feeders and uh, property all across the state, and people have really had problems with them. A lot of times they, they, they just kind of give up. They kill as many as they can. They put what they want in the freezer, and the rest of them either go free or they just leave them lie after they shoot them. This is a wonderful way to make a good use of some really good protein or really some, some pretty tasty food for people who can need it. Well, Julie, if they can look on your website, again, that's h4hla.org. Now, there's also another way they can help. And it's coming up now, you know, the license system has changed where it'll be one day year from the date of purchase. But right now, this is the last year where when June comes around this summer, everybody is going to be an onslaught to buy the new licenses. And at that point, they can make a contribution.
8: That's right. We have a checkoff through the Wildlife uh, and Fisheries um, online uh, information where you can go and purchase your hunting or fi- fishing license uh, at the end right before you check out. There is an option. Where you can choose to donate a dollar, two dollars, kind of whatever you feel uh, that day. Um, you can click the box and, and make an online donation. All that money comes straight to us and is used to pay the processors because whenever you do donate a hog or a deer um, or even fish, uh, at Venice Marina especially, um, there is no cost to the hunter. So you can just drop the animal off. And we pay the processor. They have paperwork. You just tell them that it's for Hunters for the Hungry. And, you know, they'll know what to do with it as long as they're one of our partner processors. And, you know, it's really an interesting and such a unique program and organization. I mean, I got a call just yesterday from a processor. I mean, just put this into perspective. She said, I have 15 hogs and I have over 900 pounds of ground meat for you. So... You know, you you envision yourself in the grocery store uh, buying a one-pound package of ground meat and think about how many people can be fed with 900 pounds, and that's just from 15 hogs. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. These things are in abundance everywhere (laughs) throughout Louisiana. So if everybody could just really, you know, do their part and while you're out there, you know, donate one or two, I mean, even that is just makes such a huge impact for the needy of our state.
2: It does, all that free pork running around the woods. Julie, uh, I've served as a volunteer and also on a collection site. It's very rewarding if someone wants to help out in, in other ways. Again, can they contact you through that website?
8: Absolutely. All my contact information is on the website, and uh, you know we, we're always on all of our social media platforms as well. You can follow us for events, and our Clean Out Your Freezer Day is going to be set in August this year, so we'll keep updating all of the information as, as it comes.
2: Well, we'll get you back on for that. Thanks again, Julie. You're doing a great job over there. We appreciate you. Thank you, Mr. Don. Julie Gunwald, director for Hunters for the Hungry. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, We'll invite you to come back and do this all over again next week and every week, 5 to 7 a.m., your pre-journey into the great outdoors right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more
0: details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.